Well, hey there, welcome back to another episode of The Bearded Three. My name is Tanner Battles, and I'm here joined by Travis Walker. Hey. And uh, our guest host today is another beard, probably the strongest beard here, uh, our former church planner, pastor at Restoration Church in Adel, Eric Trout. Here I am, and I just found out I'm hosting today. Wow. He knew. He knew in advance. Come on. And then our guest today is none other than our own RJ Parks. Hello, listeners. So I have a question. You said strongest beard. You just jumped right in. What do you mean by that? Like it's the like he's got the most full beard, the fullest. I mean, it's the longest. Or are you saying he's stronger than me? Both. The answer is yes. We'll have to arm wrestle after this, Eric. That's fine. You want to do it right now? Well, there's no video, so nobody will see you losing. <laughs> you good? You keep. You ready to keep rolling? Let's go. Dude. All right. All right. <laughs> So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, RJ, fill us in on what uh, what you do here. What do you do on staff? You're what the operations director. What does your job look like here? Well, my title is actually the director of operations. Oh, right. He has to flip it around. Yeah, you have to flip it around, make it sound more official. Right. Um, so as the director of operations, uh, I'm responsible for uh, the administration of the church. Uh, so uh, finances, uh, HR, I'm kind of a Toby Flenderson type. I don't think that's what you want to be. Um, well... And uh, then also, he was the Scranton Strangler. <laughs> you don't want to be associated that's with that. It's not them. verified. Uh, <laughs> and then also, all speculation. I, I, yeah, I handle the facilities, property, and grounds, all of that. So. Okay. Uh, and you've been here for how long now? On staff, I've been on staff for twelve years. Well, coming up, I'm in my twelfth year. Um, and then, uh, actually, been attending with my wife Katie and our son Brock since 2006. So that is uh, almost 16 years. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. It's almost as long as the church has been around. Pretty close, yeah. And you guys got to First Family, how? You just came for a Sunday? Um, yeah, so we were attending another church in town. Um, very sporadically, uh, we hadn't really found a church home. And uh, Katie's dad actually uh, mentioned a church that was meeting at ACA. And uh, this is this is kind of a funny story. Uh, it, it does contradict some of the things Todd says. Um <laughs> You know, oh boy. It, a lot of you have probably heard Todd say before that no one's here on accident, and that's true, but we accidentally found First Family because we were actually going to a church at uh, ACA at the time. Uh, we thought we were going to visit Real Life. Um, that was the church I looked at, I called ACA, and they told me that uh, Real Life Church met there, so I was like, that's the one we're going to, and we actually walked into the auditorium not knowing that there was actually a church meeting in the gymnasium and a church in the auditorium at the same time. Oh. So we walked into First Family. I don't think uh, I know the story. The first week we were there, uh, Todd actually didn't preach. He was gone. He was on vacation. Uh, so one of the elders, uh, Bob McC McConnell, preached, and uh, we just we enjoyed it. Um, our last church we were at didn't uh, probably really, I would say, didn't meet our needs when it came to childcare uh, with our son Brock. Uh, he was two at the time and just did not like being away from Katie and I. So uh, we struggled with him being in the nursery. We came to First Family. Uh, there was a worker here named Sarah Farnsworth that uh, just kind of took Brock. And uh, even though he was crying and, you know, clutching at, you know, us, as she pulled him away and she just took him. And uh, she kept coming into the auditorium each and every week, giving us updates on how well he was doing and just made us feel really at home here and, and, uh, yeah, the rest, as you would say, is history. Mm -hmm. We haven't left. So, 
And then you just stuck around so long that eventually they're just like, oh, I guess we'll give him a job. Yeah, they just they said, that guy's here every day. Let's just pay him. So uh, You need to give your janitor closet story. My janitor closet yeah, story. You, didn't you have an office in basically the, clo- the janitor's closet? I did. That was my first office here, yeah. Which is now still the janitor's closet. It is still the janitor's closet. And many times I wish I could go back to being down there. <laughs> <laughs> where I could just be alone. <laughs> all, these, all these people. <laughs> That's hurtful, RJ. We love spending time with you. No, I'm I'm joking. But uh, yeah, so the reason, the way I got on staff um, at the time when we first started coming here in 2006, um, I was working uh, part-time uh, nights uh, for a, a lumber company, and I was also uh, owned my own handyman business, um, doing small projects, things like that. So I did that for several years. Uh, that was while we were a mobile church meeting at ACA. Uh, the opportunity for us to buy the facility we're currently in here uh, came open, and uh, Todd approached me at that time and said, "Hey, you know, we're we're going to be moving into this building. It's huge. It was a gym, a soccer field. We need to convert it into a church. Can you help us?" And so I said, "I said, yeah, you know, I I can I can do that in my free time, right?" Um, what he, you know, I didn't get right away was that we were going to try to do it in three months and on a very limited budget. No problem. Is so, that what you said? <laughs> yeah. So Got it. Uh, me and uh, there were several other people that that kind of jumped in and took lead on this. Dave Nelson was one of them. Um, Ryan LeVang was one. Just a lot of talented people that uh, just it was really one of the best times I had at First Family. Just a lot of very talented people that kind of pulled together and Somehow we made this an, an operable church in three months. Had our first service here in January um, of 2010. At that time, um, you know, my plan was just to continue doing my own business. And, uh, you know, the, elite, the elders of the church came and said, well, you know, now that we're, we're in here, we've got a lot of things that we weren't thinking of, which is how do we manage this facility? How do we clean it? How do we do all that stuff? So um, I agreed to just work part time. Um, to help them out until they could find somebody. Um, I enjoyed it. I love being around the church, um, the people of the church, and being able to interact with our staff. And so um, a 10-hour week job turned into a -a 20-hour week a few years later, and then a few years after that, uh, I became a full-time facilities director. And then a few years ago, I don't know, I think it's probably four or five years ago now, uh, Chris Eller kind of... uh, uh, started uh, to show me more of his uh, the role he was doing as he was our, our small group and administration pastor here. Um, he wanted to really focus on small group uh, curriculum, so um, I uh, started taking over more of the administration. And then when Chris transitioned out of here to go to the BCI, I just took over that job full time. So, and that's where we're at today. So yeah, while you're on that track, give us a little bit in a nutshell. Don't spend forever, but uh, a little bit of your back background, how you came to Christ, um, maybe a little bit about your family to help us get to know you a little bit for people that don't know you. Yeah. So, um, I am actually the youngest child of eight, uh, grew up in Southwest Iowa. Uh, my parents, um, didn't really, uh, have a relationship with Christ. We weren't a church family. Um, I grew up in a Catholic community. Uh, we didn't go to the Catholic church or actually any of the churches in town other than for the summer VBSs. Um, so I did that growing up, uh, when I was 18, um, I did actually hear a message at our school. Um, it was right before graduation, uh, where, um, uh, I heard a pastor speaking about salvation and, uh, I, at that, it was at that moment that, uh, I accepted Christ. Um, 
the problem I, I had at that point though, was that I didn't have any like people around me that could, could show me like what exactly that meant. Um, so even though, um, I was saved, I didn't really know what that meant. Mm -hmm. And so I spent a few years, um, just, you know, peaks and valleys in my life, trying to live for myself, but also trying to understand what it meant to live for Christ. Um, I did a very poor job of it. Right. Uh, and it was actually, uh, several years later, um, when, my current father-in-law, which some of you guys might know, uh, Butch, Butch, now attending our church with his wife, Wanda, um, he invited me to a Promise Keepers rally that was going on in Des Moines, and uh, we heard a, I heard a message from Joe White. I don't know if some of you guys might have heard him, but nope. um, anyways, he uh, it was one of those deals, and I think probably most of us have experienced something like this in church, but this was weird because we were down at uh, Vets Auditorium, and there's probably 15,000 guys in there. And it felt like the spotlight was on me and Joe White was just talking to me. Okay. And it was at that time I knew I've got to really commit my, my life to Christ. So, again, I was, you know, just living for myself in a lot of ways. And uh, so, yeah, Butch kind of, he, he kind of led me down uh, on, the, on the altar call at that time. And um, I recommitted myself to Christ. And uh, from that day on, you know, it was still tough. I had a lot of failures uh, through that. But Butch kind of, uh, you know, fed into me and showed me what it was like to be a man that lives for Christ. And, um, and so that was kind of the beginning of the, the maturation process for me, you know, and then I got to first family. Were you and Katie married at that point? We weren't. Okay. We were just dating. Okay. So, yeah. And so then we, you know, when Katie and I got married, we tried to go to a few different churches, but just, you know, I had issues with a lot of them, but the issues, you know, as I look back now, the issues were solely with me. It wasn't anything with the churches, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, my ego got in the way in a lot of things. So, um, after that we found first family and that's really been, you know, the, the, the time that I've really been able to grow in my faith. Mm -hmm. So it's a great story. We should ask Butch his side of the story, what he thought about <laughs> yeah, this Yeah, you probably don't want to hear this that. Punk this name, punk that's Raymond. dating his daughter. And if the, he took you to a Promise Keepers thing, that means he yeah. has some problems with you. I know, exactly. <laughs> that's the next podcast. <laughs> Butch, give us your side of the story. What's your, uh, what's your favorite part of working on staff here, RJ? Okay, so you you gave me these questions with a lot of time to prep, well, Tanner. Some of them. Um, a I lot really, of time. Hours. You know what? The the favorite, my favorite times. I don't know that I just have one. Um, you know, being a part of, being able to lead the the youth sports ministry here has you know been amazing because it's called Flash. Yeah, FYI. Flash. Getting to see kids that you know I started working with when they were in first and second grade here, that are now like in college or graduating high school this year. Like just being able to say, like, I, I literally can look at some people like there's even people on our staff, like like Brett Stiles, and Natalie, you know, I remember when they were kids. So I've got to see them grow up. That's that's one of my best moments. Um, all the times we've had, like I mentioned earlier, just the serving times together um, where the entire body comes together and you just you do something for, you know, um, just for serving together. Those are fun times. But probably if you if I was really, you know, in a corner, I would say. Just working with the staff, um, you know. I said I'm the youngest of eight. Uh, my family's not really close, uh, even at this time. So um, when I talk about our staff being like family to me, they really are. Um, I have I probably share way more with them than I do with anybody else in in my life. So so that's why what I'd say. Just getting to work with these guys. We love you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. You're going to make uh, me cry. Fun fact, uh, RJ has been pulled over 
by my father. Yeah, that actually battles. the last time I was pulled over. Oh, there you go. That's so, a great story, uh, too. I tried to avoid him. I was going like 85 and a 65. <laughs> was, that, was that yesterday? No. <laughs> it was no, last, last week. Exact date. It was last it was, week. It was last <laughs> week. Black Friday, 2011. <laughs> Katie had me out shopping with her, and uh, I was trying to get home. There was a football game I wanted to watch, and so I'm mm. coming right around on the interstate, and he was waiting right at the... It was actually a new exit at the time, the Corporate Woods exit oh, yeah. in Ankeny, mm-hmm. and he was sitting there, and I thought, oh, man, he's going to bust me. So I quickly veered off of the off the on-ramp, you know, smart thinking, or thinking, well, he's losing me now. Right. Yep. And I looked at my rearview mirror and I could see him backing up. And turn the lights you ain't going to lose Rob. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think even in 2011, he had chargers. So he, he'd catch you. He's yeah, seen he was, that. He's seen that play. Done it before. Was he's like, fun. Oh, he's going to try to lose me. Huh? <laughs> the funny thing is, so then like, what, what year did you start? 2015? Yeah. So, like, four years later, <laughs> you know, we've talked to Tanner about his dad being a state trooper and everything. And we'd laughed about some things and, I'm going through some files at home, even a couple years after that, and I see my ticket, and I'm like, oh, hey, look who pulled me over. <laughs> and RJ has held it against me ever have, since. Yep. That's true. This grudge. Yep. So, so, RJ, what I heard in there is you kept the receipt from your speeding ticket as a memory? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I'm, I'm, He's very <laughs> sentimental. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's that I'm... If I'm lazy or if I'm just, I like to be thorough, but I have, I keep a lot of things, especially paperwork. Things. Are you a hoarder? Is your attic just I, filled I am, with? You guys should know though. I'm not a hoarder. I mean, we, we throw away stuff around here all the time that we don't need. And I'm usually leading that cause, but just, just not sentimental things. I guess not. Uh, so RJ, we know you're a big Michigan fan. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe. <laughs> A little, little bit of a Michigan fan, yeah, I guess. A little bit. Uh, if you had to guess, how many pieces of Michigan Wolverines gear do you own? Before you guess, Eric and Travis, how many pieces of gear, Michigan gear, do you think can, RJ owns? Can we ask? Can I ask what does gear mean? Hat, shirt, socks. So a pair. Sweatshirt. Like, are we talking about like you have a baseball or basketball or football? Sure. Sure, we'll do we'll do baseball, basketball, so, football. Stuff. Like his home office. So, so, so any uh, any Michigan paraphernalia. How about that? Okay, oh okay, there it is. God. So any apparel, memorabilia. Well, anything. what is the easiest number for you to figure out? How about we just do that? Well, I figured out the apparel. Okay, let's do apparel then. Okay. Apparel's in the. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll all right. Just Travis, what, what do you what just you guess apparel? Uh, he, he's north of twenty. I'm gonna say twenty one. Mm. That's that was gonna that's low. I'm gonna oh, say really? forty seven. What, what would you guess? Tomorrow? I'd guess like 30. Okay, I could be off, but I had 54. Oh, so, my. Yes. I'm talking, not, you're wow. talking shoes and hats, and 54. you got winter hats. You got socks? Summer hats. Yeah. I have you actually like did the math in your head just now? Yeah, I have two oh pairs of Michigan's, like, three coats. So, Eric, you win something. I'm not um, sure yeah. I have 54 pieces of clothing. <laughs> in my closet. I have, I have a whole drawer, uh, one dresser drawer full of just t-shirts yeah. from Michigan. So, wow. Okay. So I didn't I didn't count each one of those. Okay. But I don't know whether to be impressed or not, but that's, that's amazing. that is a number. Wow. <laughs> Some of them are a little small. I'm trying to lose weight so I can wear them Get again. Get back into them again. <laughs> like fitting in your wedding dress again. It's not going well. <laughs> All right, so we talked about dad jokes earlier. You're a big dad joke fan. Eric, we just learned a few minutes before we started recording, is not. I am not. So give us your best ones. Let's try to crack Eric. Get him get him laughing. 
I he brought them. He brought them written out. You have a sheet yeah. of dad jokes. I wrote them down. So but these I, aren't the good ones that you've committed to memory. No, I, I do have a calendar in my office that was given to me. That's mm-hmm. you know has a dad joke of the day. Um, so those ones are not there. Those are not um, super great. All right, keep your microphone close to your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> just in case you laugh, Eric. Eric. Yeah, we we want to get the laugh track. Just no, in he's case okay. I laugh. Okay. So the fun, right, right. the fun thing about our staff is, I get some of these guys will just send me. Uh, dad jokes mm-hmm. just randomly. So like last night, Julie Day just sent me a dad joke. Okay, so you're the dad joke guy. It's yeah. your thing now. Here's here's that one, Eric. You ready? Did you hear the Energizer Bunny was arrested? He was charged with battery. <laughs> hey, he got a grin. It was a grin. <laughs> that was like a that's a terrible grin though. Okay, well, I said this one earlier, so I don't know if he if All he right. heard me, but. Uh, Maybe it hits better the second. Yeah, <laughs> I started a band and called it Books, so no one can judge us by our covers. What covers are you doing? Come on, that's oh, funny. come on, Eric. That's funny. Wah, wah, wah. All right. Okay. Hey, I found a book titled "How to Solve Fifty Percent of Your Problems," so I bought two. Because fifty and fifty makes a hundred. <laughs> Man. Got it. Wow. I got that Tough nuts to get back here, Eric. All right, this, tough, one's, this one's going to get you. Tough this crowd. One's, this one's going to require you to answer, okay? Okay. How do you stop? Because, okay, this. For, let me preface this one, though, by saying I love to cook, okay? So this is kind of a cooking uh, joke as well. So how do you stop Canadian bacon from curling in the frying pan? Have you ever fried up cur- Canadian bacon? Mm-hmm. You know what Canadian bacon is? It goes on a pizza. I I do. Sometimes it's, with it's pineapple. ham lying about being bacon. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's a it's cured differently though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you stop it from curling in the frying pan when you're frying it? Take the Canadian out of it. No, you take away their little brooms. See, because it's, it's, an, Olymp- it's an Olympic oh, joke as well. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. That's not a great one. That's, that's, that's not a great no. one. Was really? It? Too hard. It's too much of a reach. Yeah, you have to think too hard. Uh, yeah. And I wow. feel like you were making fun of Canadians. Ooh. I don't want to do that. Make fun it's of insensitive Canadians. is what it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a little offensive. <laughs> All right. Was that, was that it? Um, All right. One more. Uh, hold one on. More, one more. One more. I just thought of this one. What? What do you call the uh, British general on the bomb squad? I don't know. Napoleon blown apart. <laughs> Wait, the British? He's not British. Wait a minute. He's French. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think French. you messed up the dad joke. I Yikes. did. I screwed that Yikes. one up. <laughs> well, I could speak some French and maybe that would work. <sighs> Cover it, yeah. So I, I got him on. You that got him one. to laugh. I got but him on because that one. he did it wrong. That's yes. the only reason you got him to yes. laugh. Yeah. Are we counting it? We'll count it. You're the uh, I'll, I'll give it. To, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to one him. Giggle. It'll make him feel better. One chuckle. Nice. So uh, RJ, in prep for this, I I really tried to find some some funny old pictures or dirt on you. I go- I googled dirt. you. And Dirt. I didn't find anything. So you've made, made basically zero he impression on the internet. The grid. Yeah, everything that like dirt on me would happen like pre nineteen ninety five. So like that's pre internet. Pre internet. That's smart of you yeah. to do all your dumb stuff before the internet came oh, out. Oh yeah, real smart. <laughs> yeah. Did you plan that? A little. <laughs> Good for you. All right. This is the last question I have before a trivia. Uh, Eric and Travis, feel free to jump in with any questions you had. Okay. But um, I know you're 
big in the athletics and you uh, were at Simpson, right? For football? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. What is what was your athletic claim to fame? What was your thing? My thing. You know, something like, I don't know, honorable mention all conference. So like like of all time or currently, because currently you guys know my planking prowess. (laughs) Powerus? Prowess? What do you mean prowess? Prowess. There it is. No, no, no. Yes. Uh, All time. All time. Um, Well, okay, that's, I don't want to have to say like how good I was. No, go ahead. No, no, we want you to flex on us. So, all right, I'll flex. Um. He's literally flexing right now. He's He's literally flexing right now. You can barely see him. Uh, I had a week in high school basketball where I I played pretty well. Um, In in two games, uh, actually combined for 15 threes, and uh, I think I like 50-some points or whatever. In how many games? Um, In two games. It happened in one week. You know, on a Tuesday night, I made seven threes in a game. On a Friday, I made eight. Um the same week. So yeah, at that point we're like five games into the season, uh, was averaging like 20 some points a game and was like the area player of the year or player of the week or whatever. And, uh, then everything came crashing back down to earth. (laughs) Um, Our team finished three and fifteen. Ooh, and, uh, I think for the season I averaged like nine points a game. Uh, so it wasn't even like honorable mention all conference. <laughs> and you make fun of me for that. Yeah, wow. yeah. So that was that was probably the peak. Nice. You were feeling good that week, though. I was. Yeah. You're walking around the yeah. halls with some I swagger. Like to, I he like was to big tell man people, on campus yeah, that week. Yeah. I like to tell people this story because this is funny. Again, before the internet, so I received a, a letter from Creighton. Uh, wow! For basketball, the coach at the time, his name was Tony Baroni. I'll never forget that. He's <laughs> that was such a cool. Wait, is that name. a real name? real name? Yeah, yeah. He actually just died a few years oh. ago. Mm. Um, but yeah. Wah, anyway, wah. Um, yeah. Great, great name. Anyways, the letter was actually just like it was one of those like, hey, just tell us about yourself type of a thing, you know. And so I filled it out, and I I think I even lied on my vertical. I put like double digits, like I put like I had a ten. You know, everybody, everybody and, does in that. It's okay. Yeah. And they obviously they didn't believe me because I never heard from them again. So <laughs> they're like, we've seen you play. There ain't no way you're jumping that. Yeah. High. It was one of those deals where, you know, they just, they, they saw my name in the paper and, you know, Hey, let's tell me about you. And so I call that my recruiting offer from, nice. <laughs> from Creighton University. You had, you had a hat on the table. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right. you chose Simpson college right. for football instead of Creighton. Football. Yeah, Change sports all together. I loved basketball, um, but in high school I was probably better at football. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say I was good at football, but so I went to Simpson and. Didn't you have a nickname in college? No, I, am I misremembering this? I think you are. The Anvil, or is that, that just a no, staff? That's thing? not from college. That's from that's from when I fought in the Iowa Toughest Man competition. <laughs> okay, you buried the lead on that one. You so man, I don't think I let's hear this oh, story. <laughs> Come on. I don't think I knew that he fought in that. Oh, I yeah. heard the nickname. I never knew the backstory. Story. Yeah, so I don't know the story, RJ. Yeah, they gave me the nickname because unlike the the beard I have now, I just had a goatee then and it was really long. Mm-hmm. I've seen the goatee. And so the uh uh there was a professional wrestler at the time mm-hmm. named Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Mm-hmm. Look him up if you're not sure who he is. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Yeah. Okay. And so um there's a lot of funny stories related to this, but uh uh so I went to I was I was uh, sponsored by Played Against Sports. Uh, went down and signed up for the for the event, and uh, it was all sketchy, right? And uh, the guy, the promoter, 
looked at me and said, I like your goatee. I'm going to call you the anvil. And I was just like, whatever, you know. Well, then I'm driving. I'm driving uh, one day in my car. And this was my uh, my second year of college. Driving in my car in Indianola. And I hear on the radio, it comes on. They have an, an advertisement for this. And they said, come see such stars as RJ the Anvil Parks. And I was like, what? what? the anvil now? Like, <laughs> Caught on crazy, fast. But yeah, so I... <laughs> I went to the, I was really, really, um, that actually probably was the peak of my, my physical <laughs> condition. Okay. Um, because I was, there was an amateur boxer in Des Moines named Ricky Ramirez. Uh, him, his family owned a boxing gym. And so he would train with me. And he was actually training me. And uh, so I was in great shape. But that guy, he was a little featherweight. And I was like 210 pounds and really strong at the time. And it was fun to spar with him because he'd hit me like 50 times and none of them would hurt. And I couldn't hit him once because he was so fast, you know. Wow. But so, anyways, I get to the, <laughs> I get to, it's time for the fight. I, I go to the, it was at the, um, the Civic Center downtown, and uh, I, as we went into the pre-fight, I'm just thinking, I got to figure out how to get out of this. I don't want to do this, right? And so I went in, and they, you have to, you have to pass a pre-fight physical, and so I'm thinking, I'm gonna make up a whole bunch of reasons why I can't do this, right? I'm sick, whatever. The doctor comes over. He grabs your wrist, checks your pulse, and goes, you're good to go. Oh, I didn't even have a chance gosh. to make an excuse, right? So then you go they out. They don't care. You go out to Just the, fight. They put the fighters all on a stage away from the ring, and... Uh, you just said you don't know when you're going to fight. They're just going to call your name. And they try to match you up size-wise with somebody else. And so I'm sitting there talking to a guy. And he's a really nice guy. But, you know, I'm, I'm like 19. He's in his 40s. And uh, he's telling me all this stuff about how he'd been in all these barroom fights. And he loves to just Gosh. go get in these barroom brawls. And, and you know, he's like, he's like, what about you? And I'm like, I fought a kid once when I was in like third grade. And, it didn't end well for me, you know. I'm just like, this, you know. Anyways, of course, as you know, karma has it. That's the guy I end up getting in the ring with. Oh my god! Wait, wait, hold on. So going into this competition, you've only fought once before this, and yeah. spar, and your record is zero and one. Zero and one. Yeah, and you and had all the confidence okay. in yeah. the world. And so, and it even gets like even worse, right? So. Uh, as you're walking down to the ring, they play ring music for you, and you got to pick it, right? And oh, so no. I picked because, you know, I'd heard that um, one of, I think it was Buster Douglas, went out to the ring once to that Phil Collins song in the air tonight when they do the drum <laughs> solo, right? And so I'm like, I'm, that's what I picked, right? Well, it's, you know, this was like... <laughs> You did everything on cassette tapes. Travis right? is losing it. And so, so it's they, such a boring song. It's they, the drum well, they call my name. They call my name, and the guy hits play, and it's like the start of the song. It's they didn't so have it queued boring. up. So I'm just walking to the ring to like this really soft playing music. So, like, skip forward. Come on, guys. So I get in the ring. I'm really comfortable because Ricky's in my corner. Ricky's dad was the ref, you know, so I'm thinking so you rigged it. You're good. I got this. Right. <laughs> and I look across at the guy and he looks like he wants to kill me, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, I'm younger. I'm in better shape. I'm good. Right. And I go out and I, I jabbed him in the, you know, twice, just a quick left jab. And I hit him both times, rocked his head back a little bit. And I was like, I got this. And I went to hit him with a right hook. And, uh, he was just totally playing with me because he ducked. 
and then grabbed the back of my head and just started oh. uppercutting me. <laughs> my, my nose just instantly starts pouring blood. <laughs> and uh, It's like a hockey fight. Ricky's dad yells at me, go down. So I went down. And I looked at him. I was like, why? And I look, I've got blood everywhere. The referee is telling you, you're done. You're done. So I get up because I'm, I'm not so bright. <laughs> and I said, I'm good. And so we went back in. The guy just kept hitting me. And he he hit hard. And it was one of those where I just, I couldn't, like you, cartoons, like you see stars. Oh. I was seeing stars. So I went down again. And Rick, Ricky's dad comes over. You're done, right? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm and I jumped up. I got this. I got, I got, I got him right where I want him. And he just started hammering me some more. This is my game plan. Till I went down again. Oh. And then finally Ricky's dad said, I'm not letting you get up. And they called oh. it. So I didn't even last a round. Yeah. But the thing was, I was the only guy that night to really bleed. So wow. I walked out of the ring and got back to the back. And the same doctor checks me out afterwards again he checks my pulse and then he looks at my nose and he goes probably your nose is probably broke you probably want to get check that out and then he goes oh you probably concussed too so you got someone to drive you home and i was like yeah i guess <laughs> all right see you later he's like you're good <laughs> nose is broken you got a concussion you're good yeah, yeah, good times. Wow, I've never heard that story. That's so that, a great story. Well, the f- the funny thing is, so then uh, we fast forward several years, right? We're I'm working here, and uh, that story comes out, and our, our old children's director uh, he cuts out a bunch of pictures of Jim the Anvil Nightheart yeah. to make fun of me, and he puts he he's putting them all over the church, right? And I've seen one of these. He ends up putting one on my tailgate on my truck that I used to have, and Brock was probably. Six at the time, right? And uh, Brock sees one of them, and he actually says, "Dad, why were you dressed like that?" Oh, because <laughs> he's got like a singlet or whatever. Night. Yeah, he wore like a pink and black mm-hmm. like singlet. He's like, "Why are you dressed like that?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? That's not me." And he's like, "That looks just like you." Oh, funny. So it's great. Thought my dad was a wrestling star. Yeah. yeah. Boy, was he disappointed. Turns out I was just a. Punching guy bag. Couldn't, yeah, it was a punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even last a round. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good story. <clears throat> All right, let's move on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as uh, as most of you probably know, if you know RJ at all, uh, he's a big Office fan. I am. And so we're going to do a little Office trivia, mm-hmm. which is a challenge for someone like RJ because I know how good at Office trivia he is. Because yeah. we've gone to Office mm-hmm. trivia nights before. So it's a little rigged because... I think you're a little more of experience office trivia than yeah. Eric is. Then but almost anyone is. But. Well, maybe maybe barring me. But that's but maybe not to flex, but we should have done the two of you. Eric, did you know that I used to have a job as a security officer? No. Yeah, my boss told me to, you know, watch the office. So I watched all the seasons, but I don't know how that helped. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> still not still not working. Don't try to slide one in there. It's not gonna happen. Nah. Thought I could catch him by surprise. <laughs> All right, we'll start with our guest, RJ. This is like that boxing match. All right, you gonna keep score no. for us, Trav? Yep, I got score. <laughs> All right, RJ. First question. Okay. What insensitively named award does Kelly receive in 2005 episode of The Office? Hmm. The spicy curry award. That's correct. Yes. One zero. All right. Here we go. Boom. One zero. We're off the bat. I'm gonna Eric, win one of I'm, these. I'm not confident here. To be uh RJ, I don't think have you not won a I single don't think one I've won a single, single trivia? Mm-hmm. He's had bad luck, so the fa- Wait, I think I helped Heidi win though. 
You're counting that as a win? Yeah, that's a win for me. <laughs> All right, Eric. <laughs> Michael Scott left the show at the end of which season? Four. No. No, I'm sorry. It's seven. Wrong. It's seven. Yeah. Yep. So that's one and a half. You were to confident zero. though, Eric. <laughs> I like the confidence. Just came out. Came out swinging. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm looking for a full answer here. I okay. need every part of it. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> In the office, Dwight is fiercely proud of owning what muscle car? Oh, what is that car? It's a. Oh man, I'm not gonna know this. Is it a Firebird? I need your final answer. Your final full answer. Whatever. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Firebird. The full, the correct answer is Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Oh yeah. All right, yeah. so we're so no point. No, no point. No wow. point. Okay. Still one. The one to zero. Eric, Damn. got a chance to tie it up here. Mm. Phyllis, um, and just similar to Arjay's here. I need correct pronunciation oh, of gosh. this answer. Okay. Phyllis received a gold medal in which Office Olympics event on the second season of The Office? To give context, they Chad, they race they you, race on dreams of paper. Eric, you, you guys and they make up the name of the game. It's Swedish, I think they oh, say it is. What's the name of the game oh. they play? Um, oh, I would like to steal this. Kerfunker did. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Kerfunker did. Do you have a guess, Eric? Something like that. I can see it happening in front of me, and I cannot remember the name. Do you have a guess? I can't. I can't come up with it. Sorry. can't help you. No. It is a sweet No name. guess. Travis, you were so close. No, I wasn't. It's just Flonkerton, isn't it? It's correct. Flonkerton? It is just Flonkerton. Ah. Yeah. Good work, though, Travis. That was close. That's- All right, RJ. My office trivia. Uh, Close. Which Oscar-nominated actress made a guest appearance in season one of The Office? Season one? Oscar? Say the question again. Which Oscar-nominated actress made a guest appearance in season one of The Office? Man. Oh. Don't help him. I can't help him. No. I don't know the name. I could give him the episode, maybe. She's selling purses? Is it that girl? No. Is it? I'm not going to tell you anything. That's my only help I can What is do. her name? I don't remember. What's her real name? It's Amy something. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It was that yeah. woman, Amy really? Adams. Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. Yep. Good work. Yep. See, I'm always close. You were close. <laughs> not quite ever the right answer, but close. <laughs> Wow, we're only one for five here, fellas. All right, Eric. We haven't done an office trivia night for a while. You know. I told you I was not confident here. Uh, when uh, in the office, both Michael and Chet Montgomery were once on what children's TV show? That's a hard one. Is it? I think it is. It's the episode where Michael's in the suit and they go, oh, is that Chet Montgomery? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Do you know the answer to this? I do. But okay. the, but you're saying it's a hard one in general. It's okay. a hard one. All right. Clue. I can't help you at all. Blue Clues. Nice. Fundle Bundle. RJ is correct. Fundle, Fundle Bundle? But we're not doing stealing, so still, I don't still one zero. Yeah. I want more of your questions. Okay. <laughs> all right, uh, RJ. In season nine of The Office, Dwight attempts to teach Aaron which fictional language. Oh, man. 
I don't know. I thought you'd know this one. I don't know because it's some nerd thing that like you would watch. Okay, that's <laughs> ins- that's insulting. Some elvish. <laughs> yeah, what? I don't. Is it like Battlestar Galactica or something? Uh, no, I don't think. I think it's Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. I don't know what it's it is. It's Dothraki. Yeah, I would not even had a good guess on that one. All right, Eric. <laughs> in what year did The Office debut? Man, I, picture, I always feel like I pick way too hard yeah, questions. These are way hard. Because they're easy for you. That doesn't mean they're easy <laughs> yeah, for Yeah, that's everybody. probably fair. How about Michigan Wolverine trivia? No. You had a decent chance to get this one yeah. right. Yeah. Just work backwards. You know it was yeah. on the nine season. <laughs> it's like... But early, he doesn't know what year it I'll ended, though. <laughs> it's early 2000s. Because I was in Scranton when it was being... <sighs> Maybe you're the strangler. 2000... Four. So close. Five. Right? 2005. Oh. Dang it! Some mid 2000s. Yeah, he kind of threw you off. I with did. That That's 2000s. probably how I was. Oh, I was. It was between four and five. Ah oh, man. <clears throat> All right. Zero. Uh, okay. Yep. Two questions left. Okay. RJ in. Uh, well, just these all say in the office. Uh, Stanley expresses a desire to own what kind of building that can shoot a into light. space? Oh. Yeah, lighthouse. That's correct. Yes, that's two. Two zero. Two zero. Wow. All right. This is a three point question, so technically anyone can I have win. Bigger problems right now. <laughs> Remember when he says that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The three point question is, and you're both gonna think of this number in your brain. Don't say it, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm asking you to honor system lock in your number, okay? Mm-hmm. How many total episodes of The Office aired before the show ended? Okay, so. Think of a number. Here's how many episodes total. And then we'll, whoever's closest gets this three points and wins. Can I give Eric some hints? What kind of hints are you going to well, give him? It won't be helpful. I'm, I'm locked you in. You got your lock, yeah, number locked right. in? Mm-hmm. Eric? Yeah. All right. Who's going first? Uh, we'll let the guests go. Go first. Oh, yeah. You're the guest. guest. RJ. Uh, 188. Okay. 104. RJ, 201. Yes. yes. How many episodes it was. Nice. I've never won anything. RJ wins the commanding <laughs> 5 to 0. Wow. Eric, that wasn't pretty. It's fine. I can beat him in arm wrestling. That's We're going to find out. Let's find out right after we're done, we're done recording here. Or let's just keep recording and let you guys just Old make the strength. grunting noises when yeah. you're. Do you know I planked for five minutes? <laughs> Did you know that? I saw the video. Did you? Pretty impressive. Nice. How long can you plank for, Eric? Not that long. A minute? Let's try it. Uh, who cares? Who cares? We're arm wrestling, not playing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. All right. Did you guys have any uh, further questions? That's, that's all I had. RJ, good chatting with you. He's a storyteller. He's a great storyteller. You're a storyteller. Yeah. You are. Hey, you're always entertaining. Just full of stories. Happy, happy to uh-huh. oblige you guys. Eric, thanks for coming up and joining us. Thanks for having me. Hey, any <laughs> while you, while we have the mic, you want to give a shout out or an update on restoration? Anything going on? You want to yeah. give us an update on? Like, give him a shout out. Just holler at him. What up, Restoration <laughs> Church? Well, that was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who do we uh, who do we do next time? I don't know. Is it Jen Coleman? We're down to just Jen and Todd, right? Was she the next one after you? Yeah. Okay, Jen and Todd. Nice. I gave you a platform. You didn't. You didn't really do much with it. So don't blame me if you didn't 
He Speak gave out. a shout out. If you didn't, I, very I gave a shout out it's to fine. our tens of followers. It's fine. Listen, all ten of you that are listening to this <laughs> episode, to where they can give or something Restoration like yeah, yeah. Church will Slash be three give. years old <laughs> in be. September. There you go. Three okay. years old. Okay. So nice. we're years, things are going man. well. Awesome. And, That's crazy uh, though. Yeah, three years. It feels like yesterday. To be honest with you, it's been a long time since I was here in the office. It's the good old days, as we refer to them. I wish there was a way to know that you were in the good old days before. You left them. No kidding. That's a good quote. Right. That's a great quote, actually. I love the Nard Dog. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, RJ, do you want to send us out with a dad joke as per custom? Do you have another one you could in the, in the holster that you can pull um, out? It's your last chance, RJ, to get me to laugh. So, Eric, you know, I started uh, going to a gym recently. That's good. It's the senior center here in Ankeny. Mm. So that's, that's actually that's a true, true, that's story. A true, true story. story. Okay. The Alba Family I'm Senior Center. Not a senior, but okay. I still go there. Anyways, the other day I was there, and I saw a real idiot on the tre- treadmill. He put a water bottle in the Pringles holder. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eric. You got a little bit of a chuckle. <laughs> I'm just that's laughing not, at RJ, not, not the joke. That's not your best one, The buddy. joke is not funny. That was funny. <laughs> no. Pringles, because you're in a treadmill and you're eating Pringles. Yeah, you've had better ones. All right. Well, I guess I'm out.